This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. According to Capital Markets Database PitchBook, more than 100 ag tech companies were acquired in 2022, and 2023 is on pace to top that total. The market's not far from historic totals. However, the question remains, will this be the year that ag tech consolidation accelerates? We're joined today by an ag tech veteran of both public and private companies who recently completed an acquisition. He joins us today with his take. Welcome, Tim Hassinger, CEO of Indiana-based crop intelligence ag tech company, Intellinair. Tim, welcome back to Ag Bioscience. Hey, thanks, Mitch. Appreciate the uh, invite. It is good to have you with us in the global ag tech market, Tim. It's moving. We've seen acquisitions globally, even amidst a really tough selling environment, a tough macroeconomic environment. But before we jump into all things macro ag tech, Intellinair, your acquisition, Tim, you got to share more about your story. I love your journey, where you've been, what you've done. Give us more of the Tim Hassinger journey. Well, the ag connection uh, occurred early on. I, I grew up on a grain livestock farm in central Illinois. I spent most of my career with uh, Dow AgriSciences. Uh, half of the time of um, my 33-year career with Dow AgriSciences was in Indianapolis. So for us, it, it does feel like home here. Uh, after um, Dowager Sciences, I went to Lindsay Corporation, mm -hmm. which is headquartered in Omaha, and I was the public company CEO for them. Uh, then after that, I came uh, to Intellinair and started as their CEO in uh, January of 22. Uh, Intellinair's headquarters location is in Indy, and as, as I mentioned earlier, that change for us was, for my wife and I, an opportunity to come back home. I'm grateful for it, Tim. I mean, you and I have worked together, the founder of the company, Al. Uh, we talked with Al. Great to see Intellinair move to Indiana, bring the headquarters to Indiana. You were on the board initially, right? And became chairman and CEO about a year and a half ago? Uh, yeah, I started um, in first quarter of 21 on the okay. board. So spent that calendar year on the board and then went to CEO and uh, beginning of 22. All right. Give us an idea of what's happened during that period of time and, and what problem Intellinair is solving for customers. The, the biggest change for the company is it moved from the category of being an early stage company, yeah. reaching proof of concept, et cetera. And we made all the changes to move to full-fledged scale up. So all the things that come in that transition have occurred as far as structure, people, uh, adjustments, um, process additions, et cetera. All those types of things have have already uh, been put in place. So what do we do? We're, we're a data analytics company. Um, and we use data sources that include imagery, thermal, weather, uh, soil, topography. We bring that into a digital platform called AgMRI. We refresh the imagery on a 10 to 12 day cycle, and we run those uh, through our agronomic patterns that we've developed to identify where there can be issues in the field. And so what we're really providing to a customer is, is we give them insights to what's occurring in a field and where at in the field. We use a tagline in our advertising that says we find um, issues before they become problems, which speaks Good. to a lot of yeah. what we really do. Our primary users are retailers, seed companies, and farmers. 
It makes a lot of sense. And when you talk about AI and machine learning, I feel like sometimes people can can hear those and say, gosh, I, I don't even really know what that means. It, it's a thing. But what you're doing is you're replacing, in some cases, or augmenting this age old, generations old, we're scouting the field, we're walking the field, we're, we're you know on a pass through a tractor, we're taking a look at what's happening. That stuff is still happening, but with ag MRI, with IntelliNair at large, you're augmenting that with AI and ML. Yeah. And you, ML and, and AI is fascinating when I compare back just across my career. Is sure. Majority of my career was you tested in the field and you tested, you kind of had one shot on goal. And if you happened to have access from a global standpoint, you went to the Southern Hemisphere and you got two shots on goal. And now with, especially in digital, use this as an example, you're building models and you are literally testing your product throughout the entire year. And just the progress that you it's can amazing. make through that is is just literally breakthrough. So to me, that's been one of the big changes in my career is in the whole development cycle and how using machine learning has, has uh, dramatically impacted that. In that rapid iteration, great for the software developer, for the tech company, also really important for the farmer, for the ag retailer servicing that acre in the sense of I can identify a problem quickly and I can go apply, whether it's fungicide, whatever it needs to be applied, I can apply that not to the whole field, just to that one area. And I can do it quicker than I could have if I was maybe just walking the field. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know the, the barrier of entry of being able to use that type of technology continues to come down. And you're seeing a broader group of people, and I'll just use ag as one sector. It, it isn't the only one, but it's the one we're in. Just the number of people in different roles uh, within the sector, you can see the increased use of that happening. And, and it's, it's compelling, which is obviously why that's happening. We often talk about this idea of what will drive innovation in the ag bioscience economy and lots of things. Certainly, there's a number of different scientific and technology innovations. But the reality is some of this is just a requirement of the macro environment. I mean, when we have a labor challenge, we have labor shortages, we have unemployment rates in the threes, uh, you have to find new ways to solve problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we... Um we, we have a great story we love telling. We um, had a customer, a retailer, that brought on a summer intern that had grown up in a suburb uh, in St. Louis. And uh, she'll openly say, I'm not sure I knew the difference between corn and soybeans. And um, she went and became a summer intern at this retailer and was able to be successful in doing her job because ag technology took her to the issue and then she would take pictures, et cetera, and then bring it back to the agronomist. And she was a very effective and productive employee by having ag technology be able to help her do that. The story of this, though, for me that's impactful is she now changed her degree to ag. It's incredible. Graduating this May and has already taken a job in the ag field. So literally started uh, maybe her sophomore year in a brand new field and by uh, getting involved in the technology side of it, it has allowed her to contribute in a role which led to the passion for the field. And as a result of that, our industry gained an employee. Now, that's one example, but you start multiplying that across many, many different areas. It becomes one possibility of contributing to a, 
a macro challenge that we have in our industry. Without a doubt. And part of those big challenges, we see that labor shortages will drive innovation. We also see ag tech consolidation accelerating. You made a big move earlier this year, back in April, with the acquisition of Acre Technologies over in Illinois. Give us a sense for how that technology is additive to the Intel and Air product suite. And for customers listening, Tim, what, what can they expect? What can they see from this Acre new uh, partnership back into Intel and Air? Yeah, when we looked at Acre, there were two things that stood out for us. One, we thought it was a really good cultural fit. And recognizing that's extremely important in any acquisition that you make. Uh, and we also thought there was a good and strong technology synergy. We had worked with Acre uh, prior in a collaboration agreement. So okay. we knew each other very well. So we were confident of the cultural fit. And on the technology side, uh, Acre has drone capability. We did not have drone capability. So our portfolio and our especially in the area of imagery capabilities. It was extremely complimentary bringing that together. So to me, the most important takeaway is that we can now serve customers in a broader way than what we could before. Which is incredible. If you're back to the idea of I'm a farmer and I need a problem solved, the acquisition of Acre gives you new capabilities to solve challenges that live on the farm each and every day. Absolutely. That that was the key takeaway for us with um, the driver of why we wanted to uh, go forward with the Acre deal. Now, Tim, you are a longtime ag leader. You were incredibly humble as you made your path, your quick flyover of your career, CEO of Dow AgriSciences, CEO of Lindsay Corporation, a publicly held company. Two billion-ish market cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. incredible global irrigation company. Now you are sitting in the seat, CEO, a high-growth tech-based ag tech company. Give us an idea. You've seen many of these cycles come through. You've seen big trends affect the overall environment. You've seen high eras of high input costs. How do you see tech? How do you see innovation like that, that you brought in with Acre, with what you're leading in Intel and Air, how do you really see all of these macro trends affecting this category? Well, ag has enjoyed uh, returns better than normal times uh, in, you know, over the last uh, uh, several years. Last year brought on several new factors for us, uh, specifically uh, farmers were seeing higher input cost sure. and in some cases even... Uh, product shortages on on specific inputs. So uh, that, you know, is definitely a a dynamic that everybody was dealing with. Uh, For ag tech, the value um, it brings to the farmer, I think arguably you can say is at its highest when input costs are high and returns are above normal. And so this is a a real opportunity for ag tech to bring value to its customers on that. And so I think that's extremely important. But to me, the, the key takeaway of your question is, is we sometimes need to be reminded again and again that ag's going to have cycles. Right. And it's the ability to manage through those cycles in terms of your investments and uh, priorities accordingly. So um, we definitely uh, have come through a period where there were ex- ex- definitely higher returns. And now as we move into a next uh, stage, each company has to adjust accordingly. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you look at the the cycles that we've seen, even the last couple of decades on commodity prices, on input costs, 
massive cycles. I mean, massive swings up mm-hmm. and down. And you're exactly right that where producers, like any great business leader, is going to say, I'm going to carve off some of this and go make some investments to see how it works. In ag tech, holy cow, just like the cycles we've seen on the commodity side, we've seen cycles in ag tech as well. We've seen some probably in the fourth or fifth generation of ag tech where we've seen you know, really great innovation, but maybe not great pull through. We've seen really great pull through, but maybe not really great innovation. I think we're in a place now where consolidation is becoming, where we're seeing some of these point solutions become more platform level. And I just love your thoughts on that, Tim. I mean, you've seen a lot of these things happen from the crop protection side, as well as the irrigation side, now sitting in ag tech. Do you think we'll see ag tech consolidation accelerate? I think you got to go back to what's going on with the farm gate. Hmm. The Farmgate decision maker is getting younger and bigger in their operations. And when that occurs, uh, as the ag farm sector consolidates, ag business consolidation typically follows. So I think going forward, um, we're going to continue to see consolidation in ag tech for several reasons. But one that I just mentioned, I think uh, will follow the, the overall trend that we have seen and will continue to see. Well, as those customers get bigger, sophistication increases as well. The complexity of the operation becomes more advanced and new technologies are required. And scale is critical in ag tech. And so that's a key driver often with the consolidation. Tim, one more question for you. As you look at this and, and you're charting your chessboard for market leadership, market growth, what's it take to win? What's it take to win today in ag tech and, and how is IntelliNair positioned to navigate that? To me, it's a two-step process. You've got to create value for your customer in ag tech, obvious answer. But the second step has to occur also, and that's you have to show the customer the value that was created. And the people that can do both steps well, in my view, are winning in the marketplace. So well said. He is Tim Hassinger, CEO of IntelliNair. Tim, great to have you back on Ag Bioscience. Great. Thanks for having me. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you to listen to the podcast. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.